come stop and take a trip down on my block what you see hidden potential young minds sharper than ginsu and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you no we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from Penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is stitch cast studio produced by st louis story stitchers in st louis missouri this week we sit down with will pickney to discuss the relationship between police officers and the communities that they serve. Stay tuned after the podcast for a special performance by St. Louis Story they Stitchers. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio. I'm your host, Brandon Lewis, and we are accompanied by a few members of our Stitchcast. How you feeling? I'm inspired. <laughs> hey, yo. Ooh, I like that. How you feeling, bro? Feeling motivated. Fire, fire. See, not everybody gonna come with the words and all that. <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm just doing amazing. Heard, heard. Yeah, I see what y'all see. You see what you started. Yeah. Right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we've tackled uh, numerous topics from mental health, uh, homelessness, homophobia. We talk about everything that we feel needs to be talked about. And today we're going to talk about uh, the relationship between police officers and the communities they police. We're going to talk about bail reform. We're going to talk about violence in general. Here to help us do that, we have a 20-year police veteran from the Bronx. We got Will Pickney with us. Y'all can y'all give him a hand for being here. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming. Now, you're not a police officer anymore. But as a police officer, what did, what did the average day look like for you? <clears throat> it was different depending on what kind of assignment I had. Initially, I was a community police officer, so I walked the beat in the Bronx. Uh, and it was interesting because I grew up in the Bronx. So, you know, I got to be a police officer in a place that I grew up. Um, and I got to see some people's lives from a different perspective, right? Uh, I grew up in the projects in the Bronx. But, you know, everyone knows that just because you grow up in a place with people doesn't mean everybody is alike, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I like people and I like to engage people. So it was fun because I got to just interact with people, even people, young people who are on the street committing crimes. Right? I was a young person myself. I was 22 years old when I became a police officer. So I'm a young person trying to police young people and trying to relate to grown folks issues. So that's a challenge, right? Because you haven't often experienced a lot of the things that you're required to um, get in and, and mediate and intervene in. So those days were a lot just learning, you know, just trying to talk to people. Uh, because I was from the community and from the neighborhoods uh, in the Bronx, I had a different perspective. So I didn't judge people by how they looked. I probably also learned how to control um, who I was, right? My reactions, because I came from the Bronx. So, you know, the first reaction was like, what? Who are you talking to? Uh, but you got to remember that you are held to a high standard. Yeah. And that's not always easy, but you have to live up to that because people are counting on you, right? Uh, later on, it was a lot. Uh, I worked in narcotics. I worked in gang investigations. So then it was like putting pieces to a puzzle together. Um, I did undercover work for a long time. Uh, and I, I think that really shaped me a lot as well because you learn that there's always another side to the story, right? We just see somebody arrested for shooting someone. We see somebody arrested for selling drugs or guns. Um, but when you really get to know them, you understand a lot more about what um, cause them to cho choose those paths. And you try your best, at least me, you try your best to sort of um, try and steer them away from it. And it was tough because you know this person at some point is going to lose their freedom. And I took that seriously, right? I mean, that's not a simple thing, right? And I always, I worked with a good group of people that we would always try and um, advocate for people not getting a lot of time because you do get to know them. And I have gotten people jobs or tried to get them jobs, tried to get them apartments. You know, you always, to me, you always just should be trying to help somebody improve their life. 100%. Now, um, one, the first thing you said that I found interesting that I want to touch on is that you grew up in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. So uh, policing in the Bronx was, was a little different for you than it may be for the average police officer that doesn't police a community that they grew up in. And this is why I think it's important to listen to both sides. Because I've always thought that the solution would be to have police officers that are from the community that they're policing. Um, but when I was researching for a podcast like this, 
one of the police officers brought up where there are two problems that come with that. The first one being if I see somebody in a community that I'm policing, that I'm from breaking the law, I'm hesitant to, I, I don't want to send my friend to jail. Uh, that was the first thing he brought up. And then the second thing he brought up was that if I'm policing a, a, a community that I live in, if they don't like the way I'm policing, they know where I live. They, they know that I live two doors down from them. And even at home, I'm not safe when I take my uniform off. I'm still, I'm like, like even at home, I'm not completely safe. So, so, so what, what is your perspective on that? Did, did it help you? Did it hurt you? Like, how, what was your perspective? Yeah, uh, and I'll add one more perspective is that sometimes people who <clears throat> grow up in the area and they wind up policing there, they feel like, well, I made it. You ain't got no excuse. So sometimes they're harder on the people that uh, live in the communities than they should be. Um, but my perspective, when I think about that, is it all comes back to how you treat people as, as a police officer, right? If you just think that everybody's just a low life, thug, criminal, whatever, whatever adjective you want to use, and you're treating them that way, then you do have to worry about all the things that you describe. If you don't treat people that way, and people know that you're doing your job and you do your job in a empathetic and respectful way they may not like it but they're not going to try and come after you i mean the bronx is big a lot bigger than st louis but i ran into people you know all the time you know i would just tell my family if they see me walk away if we're together it's because i'm engaging someone that probably does know i'm a cop and i don't want them to necessarily know my family but i still would speak to them like i'm not going to walk by and and just, you know, look down at them. So it's all about, to me, it's all about how you treat people. Obviously some people, you know, we see that a lot today, people with mental health issues and all of that. That still may not matter. They just may want to hurt you. Um, but it's the job you take on, right? If you're not willing to deal with all that, then you shouldn't put on the uniform. Yeah, most of So since not being an officer, have you ever been like pulled over while off duty or like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, 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 like been on the other side of the mm -hmm. cop, uh, you, you know, the, the cop exchange and how, how does that, how, do, how does it feel being on the other side and what, what, what is that like in general? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I policed in the Bronx, I was a black man with a car, you know, driving around. You know, it's always of concern because you see bad things that happen, right? And you just don't know what's, what this person's gonna do. Um, obviously I'm trying to make that person as comfortable as possible when they're approaching my car because I've also approached cars. Uh, so I'm turning the light on, I'm putting my hands where they can see them. But yeah, of course, I've, you know, you're concerned. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, but once again, it's all how you react. And I'd say, you know, you keep referencing that I was a cop. A cop was something I did. I didn't want to be a cop. That wasn't a plan that I had. I just sort of fell into it. But if you, if you start with being a cop, if that's who you are as a person, that's your problem. You, was, you were a person before you were a cop. And usually what you'll see is a person's... Um, if they're a bad person, it gets amplified when they become a cop, right? Because now they got a badge, a gun, a uniform, and they, they just think they all that. But if it's a good person, you have an opportunity to have an impact with something called discretion. You know, you can do good things. So you got to be something. A cop is what you do. It's not who you are. And that's how we got to start. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Mm -hmm. You work on bail reform now. Did your time undercover at all lead you to that or what, what led you to get into bail reform? Well, I've had many lives, right? And so oftentimes we always try to um, put people in a box about what they are and who they are and what their past is. I was a cop for 20 years, but I also taught in colleges for about 11 years. I ran a, crim a criminal justice program at a college in the Bronx with non-traditional students who were struggling, you know, all the words you guys are talking about in the music, that was them. Um, I've done consulting work with organizations helping them build capacity. Uh, I've done training with police all across the country and internationally to try and learn, to try and help impart my knowledge. So I'm, I've been a lot more than that. And that's another thing. You got to be more than just one thing. You know, you're about your skills. You're not about your experience, your work experience. And so you don't want people to frame you as you would just whatever job you had. But I do bail, I've done bail reform work. I do violence prevention work now. I'm the director of the uh, Office of Violence Prevention, which is a new office, which is really looking at community focuses on addressing crime. It's looking at alternate responses. It's looking at co-responder responses. It's really digging into the community to say, who's already doing good work? Who's that person that's been trying to touch young people, that's been trying to help you know, people get food? And how can we build them up? Because public safety isn't about just one piece of the puzzle. Public safety is like a big ecosystem, right? It's a big circle. And it's a lot of things that go into it. 
And too often, everybody's looking at someone else in the circle saying, it's your responsibility. It's not mine. The police will say, hey, people need to just come forward and let us know who's doing bad stuff. The people will say, you need to go do your job. You need to be around. And all those things are true, right? And we get too distracted by talking past each other about what somebody else is supposed to do instead of talking about what we would all like to see. So, you know, it, it's been my experiences in teaching and undercover work. I, I, I have a master's in public administration and thinking about organizations and how to manage them and manage people. All those things make me who I am and they dictate how I look at problems and how I help develop solutions with people. What are you willing to do every day? Right? People want action. We've been talking for generations. All the things you guys are talking about is great. I was thinking about Janet Jackson's State of the World today. I don't know if you remember that song. I think it's from the 80s. If you listen to the lyrics of that song, you would think she, was, she made it a week ago. Everybody was talking about the same things. When do we stop talking and make it happen? When do we stop changing things? And so for me, I'm trying to bring that to this office to say, how do we bring people together, organizations together, work together to act? How do we get in communities when something happens and wrap our arms around them and say, these are the things that we can provide. What do you need? How can we help you? And how often do we need to come here to make sure you feel empowered, you feel supported? And that's what it's all about. We got to get to action. We keep talking. We, when we're talking, young people are talking to old people, trying to get them to realize what's going on and to listen instead of trying to tell young people what to do. All that's great, but we got to start changing things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what, what's the, what is the ideal situation for you look like as far as violence, youth, moving forward? What, what, what is the ideal situation to you? So uh, first and foremost with youth, we want to make sure they have safe places to go. I liked for that to be close by where they live. Too often times people have to bring their kids to travel, which is a barrier because everybody doesn't have that ability to bring their kids even a mile away to some great program, right? So why can't we have more community-based programs? We want to have venues for, like you talked about, youth leadership. Like young people should realize the value that they bring, the power and the strength that they have. And every community is made up of different people. So the message is, sometimes we just look at one message, right? You know, but we can't because there are people, the simplest example is there are people that want to see police and there are people that don't want to see police. I'm not here to judge you if you're an abolitionist and you don't feel like police should exist. I need to figure out how you can be a part of what we're trying to do to make a community safe. Instead of just, we gotta stop just pushing people to the side because they, we may not agree with them or they may be a minority. They still live in a community. Community is made up of many different people. Um, and so we need to make sure programming and uh, messaging speaks to everybody in the community because if some people feel left out, violence doesn't stop. Um, we need to make sure young people have jobs and everybody's not ready when they're 18 years old to go to college. There's nothing wrong with that. And we got to make sure young people know that. You know, you have to just figure out something to do, but it doesn't have to be putting you in this box of what the expectation is. Right. Getting young people involved in community work so that they can help make their communities better because they do have good ideas. And not being afraid for an idea not to work. We just try it. If it doesn't work, we make adjustments. People are being disadvantaged every day right now. What's happened in the hour plus that we've been here, right? Stuff. You gotta be willing to do something. You may not sleep a lot. You, it may be hard. People may yell at you or whatever, but you gotta be willing to put in the work if you really wanna see change. Yeah, I got a question. Cause you said you were from Bronx. What brought you to St. Louis? I came in a fellowship to work on bail reform. So it was an organization that was looking for people to go different places in the country to help cities work on different problems. So the project that I signed on to and I interviewed for was the bail reform project because you know, we wanted to make sure, and the mayor at the time was looking at decreasing the jail population, which has decreased, right? Mm. And so for me, it became really looking at how can we divert people from the system? How can we increase access to care because you can let somebody go on bail, but if there's some underlying issue, they don't have a job, they don't have food, they don't have a place to stay, they have some type of substance use issue, mental health issue, and you don't address that, they're just gonna come back again. Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, we got to make sure that we hold people who are supposed to be providing that type of care accountable to say, hey, this is the needs in this community. You know, so, you know, those are the things that I think are important as we think about violence prevention. But we need everybody not just to come sit in a room to listen and go, yeah, you're right. And people come up to you afterwards. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do, though? You, you come up telling me I'm right. I can't do it by myself. I'm not Hercules. So I got one more question, too, to kind of go behind that. What's something that the youth can do, you know, like where they're at, whether they're in high school, whether mm -hmm. they're in college or even middle school? Like, what's something that the youth can do to feel a part of that change, you know? Well, some of it is what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, trying to get more youth involved in this, and obviously this is around arts, um, but there's other things that we can draw youth in around to have their voice heard or build up their courage to speak. But, you know, you talked about a, a forum like this, like bringing you, young people and um, me and the police together. You know, that's what young people can do. Just continue to have the conversations and find creative ways to get people to listen. Just be heard. Just share what you believe. Don't worry about whether it's right, wrong, or what people are going to think about you. You know, forget all that. I know it's not easy, and today it's even harder because of social media, but I, I have two daughters. I have a grandson, like, you know, I try and always tell him, you gotta, you gotta be strong enough to stand alone. And that's not easy, I know it's not, but we can continue to have those conversations about it. Well, Steph, um, I wanna hear from y'all, what, what, what are some things that y'all think can be done by youth, and what are some things that y'all, that you yourself do to be a part of the uh, solution? I would say one of the things that can be utilized is social media. It can be utilized in a way to spread awareness of what can be done. Start to infect the market with things that will spur people towards action or at least spur people to think differently or to do something differently. Because right now that's one of the number one things that people look at is social media. So by constantly putting out things that are meant to have people thinking about, oh, what about this perspective? What about this perspective? What about this? And then incorporating the arts as a way to draw the audience in so that they're able to be rewired without uh, boredom, if that makes sense. No, I feel like that's definitely a way that the youth can change the narrative in that way. And it starts this uh, snowball effect because that's the way in which things are being manipulated now is the narratives now are being manipulated through social media on a larger scale so now we need a counter effect that's actually doing it for the right reasons that's willing to be persistent in its goal to have conversations to move towards a place where people start to not be stuck in one algorithm but start to see things from other perspectives, start to see other hashtags, start to see other creators that are doing things that is more built towards helping the individual heal and learn about themselves. So I feel like that's definitely a way. And also having uh, things around the city as far as events, constantly having events where people can come together and be collectively uh, reformed by a way of thinking arts and things like that. So that's what I think will be a good way. For sure, for sure. Uh, what about y'all? What do y'all believe that youth can do and or what do you do in your everyday life to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem? I just use my God-given gift skill to help the youth. Like, since I'm a dancer and coming from like a poverty neighborhood, a lot of people don't see like your craft or dance as a career path. People see, oh, I want to be a rapper, or I want to be, you know what I'm saying, a basketball player. I figure out, I'm good at dance. Let's see how far I can take it. But, you know what I'm saying, being young and keeping it up, and then people seeing me grow in my career into my path and get inspired, I feel really, you know what I'm saying, I feel like real impactful. Especially when I see kids run up to me after a battle or after a performance, oh, I want to be like you, or my son want to be like you, or do that TikTok dance, you know <laughs> I just feel real impactful and I and I when I see like just individuals that I talk who continually dance or just have that passion and they want to use that to help them with whatever career path they down 
it feels really good to me, and I feel like I actually did something damn worry about. Instead of being selfish, I was being selfless because I gave up my time, my craft, my patience to really put it and invest in them, and now I'm actually weeping the, you know, it's in the fruit of my labor. So I feel good. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Absolutely. For me, being a part of Story Stitchers definitely uh, was a big thing that helped me. I think Story Stitchers actually helped me get into more community involved activities which led me to just want to serve just generally like whether it was with story stitches or without story stitches and sometimes serving doesn't always look like you know handing out food or you know the traditional things that you think of when you think of serving sometimes serving does look like going to perform at a concert for free giving you a craft like giving them that time letting people hear a positive message you know what i'm saying can do a lot just like a meal can do a lot or you know like just words alone i should say are very impactful and powerful you know so that's something that i continuously try to do is just be very positive you know wherever i go because i feel like a lot of times we see a lot of negative stuff throughout your day to where you have to be intentional about bringing that positive energy out so just wherever i go i try to be like you know more positive and especially too when i'm dealing with like youth or little kids you know what i'm saying because we have a lot of um impact on them and the way that they grow um so just trying to stay positive around them as well as much as possible because I want them to have as many uh, good memories as they can have from their childhood. Because, like I said, that uh, that affects them as they grow older. So, most definitely, yeah. most definitely. all of those are good answers. Um, why is crime so high in black neighborhoods? Uh, if you if you feel like you have the answer, it'd be cool if everybody can touch on this one. <sighs> I went, went, I grew up in the Bronx, and like I said, crime in New York from the early 1990s till the mid 2000s dropped a lot. But the neighborhoods that were still the highest in crime categories were still the same, communities of color. Disinvestment, poverty, you know, uh, lack of access, equity of access, equity of opportunity. I mean, there's so many, education, there's so many reasons. I, I think also, if you look at many of those communities over a generation of time, they're very transient. So people, as soon as they get the opportunity, they, they move out of those communities. And so, but the people that replace them are people who have the same challenges, right? And then it becomes this whole story stitcher rap. You know, we, we have to revisit all of the strategies that we've used to try and empower and educate communities. I do think we just don't go out into communities enough. So about a month ago, there was a community in Walnut Park that had had a lot of issues of violence. And so we went out with a bunch of the community violence intervention programs that we contracted with under my office and forestry, and they did this big cleanup, but those organizations actually went to where people were and just walked around and talked to people. I go back to, to me, that's a big thing. We always want to do something away from the communities that are challenged, but we don't bring what we do to those communities. So what would I see that like you guys set up a stage on the street in the middle of a neighborhood that's had a lot of violence. I know this is tough, it's a challenge, some people are scared, they don't want to do it, but if we want to change that narrative, that's, a way, that's part of the way to do it. Because then people feel like people care about them. So it's a whole bunch of reasons for that. Um, for me, I'm less concerned about the reasons as much as why we aren't doing what we need to do to change that reality. Um, I think it all kind of goes back to money because we need jobs. You know, and then I feel like in these neighborhoods, you have a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs who have million dollar, billion dollar ideas, but don't know how to get the funding, you know, and if we could have those entrepreneurs, you know, get those businesses started up, then you have jobs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can make jobs for the community, but then we have like a lack of knowledge that lack of knowledge leads to lack of resources, you know? Um, and I feel like that's how it's been for a while. And then another thing that I feel like everybody has to be better about is sharing. Sharing, when you do get the knowledge and you do get the resources, share. Like, I don't know why, but it feels like in some way 
this way of living has forced us all to go into a survival mode and an every man for himself type of mentality. You know, or if I can't have it, then you can't have it. Or if I had to work for it, then you gotta work for it type of thing, you know? Instead of being like, I know what it took to get here, so let me give you tips on how to get there too. You know, maybe you don't have to give them the entire thing, like, but help point them in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's a struggle, especially growing up, being in high school. That's all I heard, especially like from young artists. You were here all the time, like, um, nobody want to see you get out of here. Nobody, it's hard to get up, make it in St. Louis, like, you know, and I feel like that's kind of rough too as far as artistry. Like, why do we have to leave our community in order to be noticed? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much creativity, it's so many dope people in St. Louis, and it just doesn't make sense why we have to leave to you know what i'm saying like get that get the notoriety that we need and that's just like for anything for artistry businesses nonprofit organizations like all of that it's just hard to get the knowledge that you need to succeed and thrive and propel and be there for your community the way that you want to be there for your community for sure 100 percent and this is my least favorite announcement to make, but we are out of time. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, but um, I want to thank everybody for coming out. I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio. If you're wondering how you can join our Stitchcast family, you can go to storystitches.org uh, and fill out an application. Mr. Will Pickney, I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to thank everybody else on the podcast panel. Yep. All right, y'all. Stay inspired. Thank you. Thank you. And we out. Thank y'all so much. Where did I go wrong? Anti, anti. Please leave me alone. Yeah. Anti, anti. Bully me and regret it when I'm gone. Look. Anti, anti. Anti anti yeah. Anti anti I ain't about you Where did I go wrong oh, no. Anti anti I ain't on that Please leave me alone uh -huh. Anti anti bully me to regret it when I'm gone yeah. Anti anti uh -huh. Anti anti yeah. These bullies wanna take my chain, chain. Get in my lane, bash my name uh. I ain't even do nothing, just tryna go to school And get my A's, get, get my, my A's They wanna see me fail cause they ain't living well So they picking on me, feeling like a cell. cell I don't even wanna tell cause it probably get worse And I really get hurt, time to put them in the dirt Don't, don't lose your smile, lose your style Don't lose your crown, just to prove something. something But don't do nothing, you need to say something While your veins pumping and your J's stomping, stomping Like bully stand your lane Bully stand your lane, okay Teach us, handle my life way Anti, anti, I ain't bother you Where did I go? Let's get it.
I knew a boy with a crown on his head that he couldn't see, a hidden kingdom in his mind and a fire frozen in his heart. And he was a lot like me. He lived like a peasant in his own land, walking with a slow slacker sway. Hunched over and pushed around, the phrase him out of the box in which he stayed. He was quiet when he spoke and loud when he listened. Please listen. He had no ambitions, no real goals, no direction. Submission by what his parents told him. Conditioned by what the past showed him. Messed up by the environment that molded him. Please listen because he was a lot like me. Bejected by his peers and subjected to the point where he wanted to disappear but not die. Just be someone else. Someone who was popular and powerful. Someone who was treated differently. Someone just like me. He wanted what I have now. He went to church thinking he'd become that someone and only learned to speak, not knowing the weight in his speech, never really realizing his voice nor his reality. A boy with a great gift, but no experience to would that he did not yet have the mentality, too ignorant to his weaknesses, thinking he'd become that someone and stop seeking. But I guess you can't blame the boy because he was only a boy a lot like me, a boy with a crown in his head that he couldn't yet see a hidden kingdom in his mind not yet relentless fire in his heart not yet relentless you see he was too distant from the man please listen to me man because literally understand that he was a king with a command in his voice either foolish ruthless or amazing one choice and now we used to he could light fires in people's hearts but he was too clueless too ignorant to what he had possessed all his life thinking he was less than designed Always looking at how he wasn't blessed, times depressed, he had doubts collecting his mind. He was never blessed when he shined because he was never enough. His ideas was never enough. His life was never enough. And that's why his fire was still frozen. And that's why he lived his life not knowing that a crown was on his head. Living as a peasant instead, living without growth, ambition, or reason made him dead while he's still breathing. He's... Tweaking man, a defeated man, a lot like me, man. You see, some of us was or is this boy, a boy with a crown on his head that he would be able to touch, feel, and perceive if only he knew and believed it. If he worked towards it, he could achieve anything. If any of you here is like this boy, realize your potential and fulfill it. If any of you here walks like this boy, find your own swag and kill it. If any of you here speaks like this boy, be precise in your speech and mean every word you say. If any of you here thinks like this boy, meditate on your inner words and tell grand stories to yourself every day. Yes, I know it won't be easy. It's hard being you. Sometimes it can be really hard. The struggles can become too much. Sometimes people tell you things about you that you don't want to see. Or sometimes there's things within you that you don't care to see. Sometimes the struggles get a little too deep. But I'll tell you what helped me. It's real simple. Build with your mind. Keep it real and use your time. Take steps towards what you want. Proudly wear your crown. And if you seek with your heart, greatness will be found. Build your mind carefully. It must withstand attack. It mustn't fall, no crumbling you. Your mind must have your back. Love yourself and work towards who you want to be. And that boy will become a man just like when that boy was me. Yeah. 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 To know you need to care, you need to act and take it back. Not another one falling victim to the gun clap. Not another one, not another one, not another one, not another one. You need to know you need to care, you need to act and take it back. Not another one falling victim to the gun clap.
That's just stressing, keeping track of the death man Too many eyes been squinting How you hate but don't even know another victim one I say Never knew it could resort to this Pointless killing no purposes A long track of dead corpses Since world changed metamorphosis I don't want people to know the loot As a place where people shoot Or a place where people loot Or a place where cops are bruised Show me state, let's show them then That disputes don't have to end With a life that has to end These streets, they can be cleansed It starts with just me and you With this power, it can all be through This world sick, it has to food Let's make a change, starting with the loot Concentration leads to dedication In order to dedicate, you need some patience Think about these situations It could be another life saving Living life, what is always signs Watch the news, another man dying Face to face and stand up Let's change the world and man up You need to know, you need to care, you need to act Can't take it back Not another one Falling victim to the gun clap Not another one Not another one Not another one Not another one You need to know, you need to care, you need to act Can't take it back Not another one Falling victim to the gun clap Not another one Not another one Not another one Not another one Yeah, say not another one Say not another one Say not another one Say not another one I remember those days when we were in the sun just having fun, but you had that gun. So I looked out into the distance and said, there's no need for that. We're just having fun. But then you looked at me and said, this is what makes me a man and you wouldn't understand. And I didn't. I didn't understand how a piece of iron could make you more of a man than you already were. But then it came to me days later of course that you were searching for something lurking over your own shoulder trying to find answers from your past so you'd hide behind this mask thinking that your broken smile would get you by but not for long because then I came along and tried to pick up the broken pieces that you had left behind you see time after time I told you to listen to your right mind but you still went left and left pieces, broken pieces. And it grew cold, I grew cold watching you because only half of you live while the other half died. And you start to grow cold. I told you, I said I'd seen this sight before. September 11, 2001, the only difference is, is that you were the buildings and your boys were flying the planes. You made your life stand still so they could burn you down. And the word around town is you're killing now. Not like with the newest J's or with puns and punchlines that telling me guns and caution tape. But see, I'm trying to remember what happened to you not joining a gang. And here you are, behind another cell. And then you tell me I killed them because he was trying to take my cells and see there, I knew you'd never be the same. Because you had some type of beast inside of you that couldn't be tamed. So I decided to stay in my lane. I wanted no part of your games. No Bonnie, no Clyde. I just wanted to owe you back, but we couldn't see eye to eye. We couldn't see eye to eye because I don't think you understand. The world doesn't welcome with open arms, only open hands. Perception is not always reality. 
you see the world through a broken lens and if i see the world as broken that's because broken is what it is now maybe maybe i shouldn't have joined the game but either way this game is to the death and i'm looking over my shoulder for enemies if i don't those memories of me are all you'll have left you think it's you think it's bad that the new me compared to the old me seems worse because I look at me all the time and I promise you I've seen worse this is not a movie there's no rehearsed scene for the hearse scene that's not how this scene works you know what I think is worse than me killing the game the game killing me first but put the guns down right just having fun so let's say I put them away and then I'm unprotected and even when playing mama always said you can never be too safe and yes sometimes I miss the old me but the the old me barely knows me the good die young I'd rather live slowly if only you could show me why you miss the old me I've grown up I've I've slowed down can't you see that this is old me I'm in too deep the more I struggle the more I sink the more I love you, the more I think, the more I think, the more I dream, the more I dream, the more I struggle, the more I struggle, the more I sink, sink, sink. And I want to reach out. But I'm afraid that if you take this hand, I'll only pull you down. And I don't want to take this chance. The more I struggle, the more I sink, sink, sink. Don't you understand? This is quicksand. And I've tried to keep this life from around you. Because very seldom does anyone pull you out of quicksand? The person drowning. The person drowning only pulls you down too, and I don't wanna pull you down too. Thank you. What would you do if this was your reality? Day in and day out, there are reports of violence occurring in my community against people who look just like me. You tell me what you would do if you couldn't trust your neighbors or those who are supposed to be protecting us from perps. We must have more respect for ourselves and each other. And I'm going to start by putting this down, this gun. It's the only way I can make sure I don't endanger the lives of others or myself. Being a teenager is great. It's the perfect time to focus on your dreams and goals without the stress of figuring out finances. I know that all kids my age aren't as fortunate. Some of them must work for everything, including their school supplies. On the other hand, there are a few teens in my school that have twice as much as I do, and they don't appreciate their parents at all. I think that some parents make the mistake of giving their kids everything without teaching them the value of a dollar. It is so sad that young people just expect a new phone and new shoes without ever realizing that these things are part of privilege and must be earned. My mother and father have shown me that even respect must be earned. Respect is important if we don't have reference for family and our own lives. How can we have humanity for others? I hope that more parents will teach their kids to value their material things and the people in their lives. Dear parents, we need you. We can't raise ourselves. Please put down your phones and invest in our lives. Find out what's going on in our classrooms. Remind us how important we are. Keep us focused on our goals. Show us that anything is possible by living your dreams and showing us the importance of hard work. We follow in your footsteps. Now lead the way. Dear law enforcement, 
don't judge me by my outfit or the way I speak. Some of us don't have a strong home front. Many youths don't have good role models at home. Don't call us criminals before we have committed a crime. Give us something else to commit to. After all, everyone could use a second chance at life. See me for who I am. If my skin wasn't brown, would my face make you frown? If my hair wasn't coarse, would you think that I was down? With a gang and a mission to ruin my town, see me for who I am. A kid with a lot of hope, see me for who I am. A youth who struggles to cope the way the world looks at me. I don't believe that there's any way for me to be free. If my skin wasn't brown, would my face make you frown? Is it the colors that I wear that makes you think I'm down with a gang and a mission to ruin my town? I tell you now. Most days I feel lost and rejected by society. I just want to be free to be me. Impossible now to be more than a stereotype. I'm searching for the power to live right. If only see me for who I am. A kid with a lot of hope. See me for who I am. A youth who struggles to cope. The way the world looks at me, I don't believe there's any way for me to be free. Open your eyes and realize what the problem is. Gun violence is the issue that's killing the kids. Would you be satisfied if you died on this day? Another life cut short, no time to play. Somebody pray for my city because we need help. Keep the guns on lock on the top shelf. Way out of reach of the young people, they don't know. It's dead serious, deeper than Pokemon Go. If I was chief of police in STL, I'll find a way to keep people out of jail cells. Bring everyone together to make our city safer. If we talk about it now, we can conquer it later. What kind of world is this when kids are losing their life for no reason at all, paying the ultimate price? Violence is not an option, so make a better choice. No longer fearless. Let the people hear your voice. If I were chief of police in St. Louis right now, oh, I would try my best to stop the negative perception surrounding the police force. I would remind people that perception isn't always reality. I would go the extra mile to remind citizens of this great city that it is not us against them. I would bring everybody together to make our city safer and set a good example for youth. At least if they see unity, they will know that unity can exist. Maybe then others would take more peaceful measures when solving their own disputes. I would do more to mentor younger people and give them a good mind early in life so that when they get older, they can pass it on to their children. If I were chief of police, Hmm. I will remind everyone that we are in a battle that is not about the color of our skin, but about lowering a crime that's affecting our kids. I would remind the officer serving under my command that when you take off your uniform at night, you too are a citizen, father, a mother, and must also follow the law. If we bring the youth together and start the conversation about what is going on in our city, we can make a difference. The violence affects them and we need to hear their voices. Let's show the next generation that we value their lives 
In times like these, we must be honest. We haven't always led by example. Today's youth have the power to make the change if they know that violence is not the answer. Violence is not the answer. Dear young people, today I empower you. I give you the authority to define who you want to be. Today I charge you to eliminate all the negative things that people have said about you. It does not matter what your parents have done. It doesn't matter if you've made mistakes. Don't believe that you are defined by those mistakes. You are a generation full of bright minds, beauty, and bravery, and the world needs you. The world will never become a better place if you don't show us the way. I know you may be thinking, I was born into this world. I didn't make it. But some of our greatest leaders were born at a time that was stuck in hatred. They didn't let it stop them from doing their part. So today I want you to know that if you give your best in life, you will have more to give your children. Go and be great. What the world needs now is love. Start by loving yourself. Love your flaws and imperfections. That's exactly what makes you special. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So as I was saying earlier, if you have kids that, that, are, that are in this age range, or if you yourself are in this age range, and you're thinking, yo, I want to get on stage. I play piano. I play guitar. They don't have a guitarist up here. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you, if you, if you looking at this organization as something that you would like to be a part of, once again, we absolutely encourage you to come and apply at storystitches.org. Uh, we're we are, we are a nice little family here. You know what I'm saying? We don't have no problems. E, can you come, can you come back out here with me real quick? You know what I'm saying? We have no problem. We're a nice little safe, well-spoken family. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like I was talking about Stitchcast Studio earlier, E was actually the facilitator of Stitchcast when it first started. Can you can you can you talk a little bit about like what your experience was and uh what benefits you got from it? Like how did that help you in life? Absolutely. Um me personally, hosting Stitchcast helped me to become more confident in facilitating conversations you know, especially amongst my peers. And I started to see that us as young people started to become more confident in sharing our opinions. You know, when you empower young people, um, it helps us to talk about issues that other people may not want to talk about. So they started um, getting like very important people like doctors and lawyers or financial advisors to talk about different things um, like mental health issues or how to, how to be financially literate, you know, and different things like that because they wanted to know for themselves um, answers to these questions that they had, but then they also realized that these questions are questions that other young adults, young adults or teens or anybody may have. And um, then to see your work published, you know, after having that conversation is a big deal because now you're able to be heard worldwide, you know, and that's a big deal for a youth who maybe didn't see themselves being on that type of platform ever in their lives, you know. Now it's showing them that they have a voice and that their opinion matters. So I think that's a big thing that StitchCast does is empowers our youth to be vocal about topics that people don't want to bring up and to um, talk through their change instead of us always having to fight and argue, you know. So yeah. Y'all see how articulate she is. Y'all see that? Y'all see how articulate she is? Stitchcast, baby. Bring your kids. Bring your youth. You feel me? No, I'm joking. E was uh, very well articulated before she came. 
but um there are tremendous uh benefits for example me talking to y'all right now is easier because of my experience with hosting podcasts or uh having conversations with people like mr will picnic can y'all give him a hand for coming through thank you so much for coming through but um this next song is called way reprise and we hope you enjoy let's get it blue yeah hey yeah Yeah. We rise, we shine now. Rise and we shine now. Yeah. We fly, we soar through the clouds. Soar through the clouds, yeah. We rise, we shine now. We shining now. We never falling down. Yeah, yeah. Hey. We rise, we shine now. Rise and we shine now. We fly, we soar through the clouds. Soar through the clouds, yeah. We rise, we shine now. Hey, yeah, look, they got my fuse lit. None I could buy with your two cents. Step in my mess and get swept yeah. like a broomstick. Hey, ain't that what happened with dirt? And when I'm at my worst, I can still trust the process. If it's in you, your progress and make deals out the food that the ones that were bringing you down couldn't even digest. But I digress, look. Never to never, we never falling down. Never to never, we never falling down. No, we never falling down, we never falling down. Never, never, we never falling down. We wanna change and we wanna grow You in the way to man, you gotta go They feeling grace with the people I know That fill my brain with these demons I know This opinion way too frequent I know Say that we equal but treat us uneven And people like me, maybe we wanna go Be you gon' go? Yeah, I go I just hope they understanding me They racking and stacking up all the eyes And I'm still chilling on top like a canopy Got my side on the enemy Tell oppressors they damage And I'm like, oh, you offended me I mean, oh, you humanity Line them up like assemblies Then assemblies, assemblies Metaphors and imagery Scoring me mentally What be scoring me mentally Be what's scoring them physically What be scoring them physically Be what's all in the history I just had Notice the patterns No one we say that we matter, it doesn't mean no one else matters. Know that we matter. No one the bar is too high. We the type that'll go get the ladder. And if we fall off as we climb, we'll come back and try again after. We can move forward with this or against. Rise and we shine, and just when you think you can forget, then the crazy is a chorus again. We rise, we shine now. Rise and we shine now. We fly, we soar through the clouds. Soar through the clouds, yeah. We rise, we shine now. We shining now. We never falling down. Hey, yeah. We rise, we shine now. Rise and we shine now. We fly, we soar through the clouds. We rise, we shine now. We shining now. We never falling down. I'm trying to reach beyond the arch. Smile up in my shoes, cause your feet ain't got the arch. I hold my city in my heart, cause we realize just who you are. You realize what's truly yours, and they can never take it from. It's systematic oppression, try to blur the vision, but I will never let my people be defined by restrictions. You see the crime rate is shifting, and Corona been vicious, but I'm determined to turn the tables despite my position. Yeah, despite opposition and disloyalty, despite the pain that runs so deep, we rise and we shine and we soar and we flying above slave mentality and all formalities. Principalities with shallow feet that try to shadow me. Let's yeah. get Hey, hey. And we rise, we shine now. Yeah. We shine now. We fly, we soar through the clouds. Soar through the clouds, yeah. We rise, we shine now. We shining now. We never falling down. Yeah. We rise, we shine now. Rise, we shine yeah. Now. We fly, we soar through the clouds. Yeah. We rise, we shine now. We shining now. We, we never, never falling down. Listen. Never to never, we never falling down. Never, never to never, we never falling down. No, we never falling down. We never, never falling down. Never, never, we never falling down. Never. Thank y'all so much. Now, now we got this. We got one more song that we got to do right before we hop into this discussion. And this song is a little. You see how excited you is? I love it. I love it. This song is a little, it's a little different from the songs that we normally do. Y'all, y'all see how, y'all peep how like when we did most of the songs, like all y'all had to do was just sit and listen. This next one ain't one of them types of songs, you feel me? This ain't what we, we need, we need, we need a little something for y'all. But I, I would do a disservice to try to introduce it myself, you know what I'm saying? I would do a little, I would do a disservice, but uh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And y'all about to see why he about, y'all, when y'all see him do this, y'all gonna understand why we wanted him to do it. Just wait one second, one second, one second, one second. Hello, hey, what's up guys? Y'all see how deep his voice is? He said, hello. Hello, hello, hey, back there, hey. Uh, so this song is called We're Ready. 
And uh, this is a call and response song. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and this song is just to bring the community together and to, uh, you know, just build a community and end gun violence. So this song's cool because all of you guys get to be a part of the song. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. I know you're a good singer. All right. <laughs> so we're we going to test this out. This is a call and response. So I'm going to be like, who's ready? And all you got to do is say, we ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we going to start this off. We're going to test this, test this out, okay? So who's ready? Mm, nah. Nah, I don't think so. I think they got to do it again, bro. I think they got to do it again. Let's, let's try this side. You guys ready? All right, let's try this. Who's ready? They're slight, slight. I like it. I like it. You, you ready? You guys ready? He said some slight. All right, let's try it again. Who's ready? We ready. Who's ready? We ready. We ready. We ready. Y'all, y'all ready? Hey, give y'all, give y'all a hand of applause. You know, you know, you guys did good. So we're gonna get this started. We're super excited to be here with you guys, and let's get started, guys. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. Why am I first in every song? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look. I've been drowning in sorrow, filled water fountains Not asking for pity parties, no part of partners around But I've calculated the odds and what good is no one to count Count it up, count it down, I've already been counted out It don't matter, shown too much of my valor Give up in hard times, I haven't But from the data I've gathered Rumor has it to capture, act like they captured Some captives act like they captured Ain't never been down with movement unless the movement is backwards But I'm ready We ready, we ready for the violence to stop We ready, we ready Looking at my city and I see it's, it's in trouble. trouble Instead of facing each other, they out and facing muzzles People dying left and right, I'm seeing families crumble We gotta help each other cause we're all part of the struggle While we hurting each other, I look and I see double There's so much hurt and hope and life has been too rubble But if we sit aside our differences, we can't make change We gotta help each other make our way through the rain See, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing pain The game banging old gun violence beyond lame We're not trying to save our city, doing living in vain Cause people out here taking lives like it's a video game So when I'm Saying isn't make believe cause anything is possible. And we can't abbreviate the options. So put the gun down, get up, enjoy the movement, the strength of numbers. So let's get to it. We ready, we ready, we ready for the violence to stop. Get ready, get ready, get ready for the change to come. To come, who's ready? We ready, we ready for the violence to stop. Who's ready? Here we go, guys, let's go. Let's try it again. One, two, three. Who's ready? We ready. Who's ready? We ready. We ready. We ready. We ready for the violence to stop. I said, Who's ready? We ready. Who's ready? We ready. We ready. We ready. We ready for the violence to stop. Look, with the R E V illusion, the kids of the future, the change to come. The gun down, stop aiming at our heads. Don't put us in a dirt, feeling like a target on a story stitch a shirt. But we can talk it out, we should talk it out. Listen, can't you hear our voices now singing? We should overcome any stereotype. Not the ones to conform, but to give our life. We have the power in our hands, so we the people need to vote. The biggest generation has the hardest time trying to cope with pain. Seems like every other day it rains in my hood, but somehow we still singing that it's all good. It's not. Black on black crime, got my city in the prime of its worst time. I'm hurt time, we flirt time with a beast. Instead of slang of life, they complain about the streets. Don't give up on this now, this is the start of some unique. Come on, put down the gun. We will not be silent. Come on, everybody. It's time for a revolution. No more violence. Put down the gun. We will not be silent. Come on, everybody. It's time for a revolution. Come on. We ready. We ready. We ready for the violence to stop. To stop. Get ready. Get ready. 
Hey, ready for the change to come. To come. Who's ready? We ready. We ready for the vibes to stop. Who's ready? Y'all ready? One more time. We ready for the vibes to stop. I said, who's ready? We ready. Who's ready? We ready. We ready. We ready. We ready for the vibes to stop. I said, who's ready? We ready. Who's ready? We ready. We ready. We ready. We ready for the vibes to stop. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. Story Stitchers is supported in part by the Lewis Prize for Music's 2021 Accelerator Award. The mission of the Lewis Prize is to partner with leaders who create positive change by investing in young people through music. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitchers Youth Programs was provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth At-Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2022, Lush Corporation's The Charity Pot, Equity Impact from Creative Reaction Lab, and the Bezos Family Foundation and the Arts and Education Council. St. Louis Story Stitcher's This Cast Live is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. Visit on the web at arts.gov. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitcher's. Story Stitcher's. Story Stitcher's. Story Stitcher's. Story Stitcher's.